Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. We think that just because we like somebody, that means we got to be with that person and we don't. We date to have good experiences. Mm -hmm. We date to learn more about who we are as women. And I, I know we not may not be ready for this, but we also date to study men. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. This is the space that we come to each and every week to learn more about what it means to chase purpose, not money. See, in this community, it's not your traditional personal finance podcast. I don't even know if we can call it a personal finance podcast anymore because we understand here that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And if you've been around this season, you know that I want us to be well in our people pillar in particular, because this season is all about redefining love, not just of others, but of yourself and of God. And so I'm really, really excited. If you're brand new here, you are in for a treat. I know you're like, what in the world? What does this have to do with money? Honey, your honey has everything to do with your money. There is definitely a connection, right? And so I'm really excited because um, I shared with you guys last season and I think the season before when I first announced that I was divorcing, that I still planned on dating with intention. And y'all have been in my DMs. Who's your dating coach? Who's your dating coach? Well, today you will get to meet my dating coach. But before we get to that, let's get into the affirmation of the week. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life, into your day. You got to affirm positivity. You got to affirm abundance. You got to affirm yourself to wealth. This week's affirmation is joy is the standard. I embrace the magic of everyday things because I understand that there is no entitlement to joy. No matter what life brings me, it is my duty and responsibility to fight to find gratitude because gratefulness is the currency of favor. My joy is up to me and I retire expired ideas and expectations of others surrounding what I should be doing as opposed to what I know feels right for me. Joy is not deep and does not have to be reserved for special occasions. It is, however, deliberate, and I will look for ways to experience it every single day in every single way. Declare today, joy is the standard. All right. I'm so excited. You guys, I couldn't even sleep last night. I was so excited about today's guest. So as I shared, I definitely planned on dating with intention 
post my divorce, there was nothing in me that felt like, oh, I'm bitter, I'm broken, I can never have love again. I do feel about this whole journey just like I feel about a job or a gig or something that doesn't work out. We just get better and go find the next gig. Like, isn't that what we do? do you, don't you just go find another job? Well, that's basically uh, what's been going on with me, but I wanted to do it with much more intention and what I feel about everything in my life is that when I want to do something well, I hire people to help me. I pay for peace. I'm not going to be out here Googling things to death when there are people who know, like, know, you know, what what I may need, what I may not even be thinking about, things I'm not even aware of to consider. And so Joyce Robinson has been that person for me for about the last year now. And Joyce Robinson is a dating and relationship coach and the creator of Match Mary Mate. She helps powerhouse black women, hello, <laughs> like me, achieve their relationship milestones and advance their relationship goals to win at love. As the host of the Match Mary Mate Club on Clubhouse, where black women across the globe gather weekly to hear her real-time actionable relationship advice Joyce is on a mission to elevate black women as the gatekeepers of memory culture and legacy without further ado please welcome my dating coach Joyce <laughs> Robinson hello everyone and thank you Patrice <laughs> y'all okay I'm gonna calm down but I, was, <laughs> I am really really excited because you've been so instrumental mm. in my journey this last year or so and not because I done found Mr. Right, honey, because we ain't. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But you know what? I wanted to invite you to this season, to this season of the podcast because I believe that my self-love mm. has increased. Yes. Because of my connection to you. Because of being a part of Matrimary Mate and listening to how you coach women on Clubhouse. I'm not always bold enough to uh, come off mute and come to the stage, <laughs> but I listen from the women who are vulnerable enough to share mm -hmm. um, their experiences and their stories. And I have a whole match, Mary mate section in my phone. That's just notes, like just Joyce one liners, <laughs> coaching tips, like all of that. But I know the reason that I am navigating um, the few relationships or dating, you know, situations I have had, with such power and grace is because of what I've learned from you. So I don't feel bad when something doesn't work out. I'm like, okay, I collected some good lessons, some evidence of, you know, like, okay, my healthy boundaries are really <laughs> increased. I see you, girl. Girl, you can coach the class. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was definitely staying in my lane. Um, so when we had a coaching call, you and I, there's something that you taught me that has really stuck with me. Um, and you said... I don't get to deny 20 years of data for the comfort of living in delusion. Ooh. This is when I was talking about someone I was dating. And um, you said, if you've seen this before, it would be insanity to expect a different outcome. Oh, I said that. <laughs> you did. Okay, so I want to talk about this because many mm -hmm. women in my community, um, you know, we're about the same age. We're in those late 30s, early 40s. A lot of women are are learning to not romanticize the reality of some of the relationships we got into when we were really young. Yes. Um, we're we've grown. We grown, grown. We've we've grown, grown, <laughs> and we've grown a lot. A lot of the women who listen to a podcast like this, they're investing in their personal development. Yes. They're reading the books, they're coming to Clubhouse, they are constantly like up leveling their mindset and don't always find themselves in relationships that match that right. or want to mirror maybe their partner doesn't want to mirror that effort and so they're now maybe exiting those relationships like yeah. myself um <laughs> me, me too yeah and I know you <laughs> had that experience as well so let's just talk about that so we both had long-term marriages and exited you since uh you know remarried but that's different but just how I how did you get here i know that's why you're so good at helping us okay so so just take us back what was your experience uh with dating with dating with being married well oh. i would say uh, coming out of a long-term marriage and then finding yourself back in the mix oh yeah okay let's talk about it <laughs> um so the day that i realized i'm not gonna be able to do this no more <laughs> it's also the day that i'm like i need to focus on me 
I was so programmed and conditioned and 13 years of marriage will just do that to you to be someone's wife Mm -hmm. or be someone's mom and all of the roles that are attached to that that Mm -hmm. I just woke up every day you do this and you do that you ask this and you ask this you serve that way you serve this way and for the first time I'm like oh it's just gonna be me of course I still had children to care for but I didn't have to think about them in the context of serving their father so that was a shift for me too. Ooh, that's I had good. to think, yeah, how do you serve yourself? Just fill up on you, yeah, and let that overflow be an extension that your children can eat from. But the way that I even related to my boys are going to be different because they related to me as mommy, daddy's wife, mm-hmm. and a new woman was emerging. Yes. She hadn't come forth yet, but yeah. she was emerging. And so I took about six months to go through the process of untangling, is that what we're calling it, in 2023? Of untangling, of detaching, of getting back to me, remembering who I am as an individual and not attached to so many things, Um, remembering what I enjoy, remembering what brings me peace, just Mm -hmm. all the things. Um, And so I did that for about six months, and I told myself, after you fill yourself up, you're going to get back out here. And I did Mm -hmm. within... A month or two of dating, I met who would eventually become my husband, though that wasn't our original connection. But yeah, that's that's what I did. I oh my gosh. focused on me. Well, that's why I really love this season because I get so many questions in the DMs and I'm like, you know what? I have really been falling in love with Patrice. Yes. Like it when we I tell been you enjoying that show. Baby, <laughs> the Patrice show. Like scaling joy, solo travel. You know, days of doing nothing, not mm-hmm. being attached to a checklist, but prioritizing my rest, um, just pouring into myself because I came out of college, got married and became a mom. Like yes. never as an adult have I had an opportunity like I have in this last year and a half or so to just be me. Yes. To just like ask myself, self, what do you feel like doing? Where do you want to go? Without this idea of like, is it going to be okay with everybody else if I do this? It's like, yeah. no, y'all going to be okay. Yeah. Everybody will be just it's fine. It's a great freedom to say, I'm, I'm putting me first. It's a great freedom. And you, you actually hint on something, which is one of the things that I had women to tell me to do is like, hey, what, who are you without you telling me what you do? without Mm -hmm. you telling me which roles you occupy. And that is so difficult for women to do. Oftentimes, I usually get weeks later, this was so hard for me to do, I finally have it to share with you, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a journey to go down the road with, to just getting to the beginning of those questions. And I had to, or the answer to those questions. And I had to do that for me too. I'm like, okay, wife, mom, sister, daughter, homeschool teacher, nurse, (laughs) cook, all these things, they're just what I did and Mm -hmm. largely for my family. And so not that I, not that I don't, you know, still take care of my boys, but how you function in a familial setting versus how you function when they're just interacting with you, mom to son, not in the unit of family, Mm -hmm. that shifts too. Mm -hmm. So I had to redefine me. I had to redefine roles. I had to redefine relationships. All of that is necessary. And some people stay with you. Some don't. But that's part of that untangling process, too. So when I first met you and you're like, oh, I'm recently divorced. I'm like, has it been a year yet? No, like like yesterday, recently (laughs) divorced. I'm like, oh, you got to take a whole year for yourself. Yeah. You do, right? I mean, six months, just you. That's what I did. The other six months, I started putting my foot out there. But I wasn't interested in doing anything with anybody before I had my whole year of just untangling and then pivoting into discovery. But in that, I I learned who I am without being somebody's wife. Yeah. And that is a jewel you can give yourself if you are dating, obviously, Mm post-divorce. You're dating without ever being married. You would do that a little bit differently. But, you know, you and I, we get that. I got to know who's Patrice without being Mrs. Yeah. Yeah. I had to learn to dream a new dream, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, for for so long, you kind of pray, you hope you wish for these things, you get it. And then it doesn't necessarily pan out to what you thought. Right. So I had to grieve not being oh. Mrs. So-and-so yes. and 
you know, even the idea, because I come from a family where no women were ever married. My great grandmother was never married. My grandmother was never married. My mom was never married. My aunts were never married. Most of my first cousins that are female never married. So I had this identity of like, I'm going to be the one to break the generational curse. Like, and I had all this stuff that I wanted to like carry. And sometimes that made me romanticize the reality of what I was experiencing. Yeah. So I could fudge and fudge, you know, like allow the picture to stay hazy because that would make me not have to really face it. And so I had created a story about what it would be to be a single mom. I didn't want to have that title. I didn't want to be a single mom because that's what we've always been. Um, but once I start releasing the attachment to the labels yes. and to the expired dream and all that stuff, so much opened up. Yeah. Like even, even in... Uh, this dating landscape. So um, <laughs> something else that I learned from you um, was that my dating journey centers on me. I will not be too attached, too available, or too drained by anyone. Oh, too attached, too available, too drained. That's huge. Um, usually women don't enter relationships. They fall into them. It's like, oh, I was just talking to this guy and, and he said he guy. liked me hard. <laughs> And here we are six years he later. Was giving me the time and the attention. You never allowed yourself to open up to any other man in that dating experience. And y'all just fell into a relationship or what you think is a relationship. Sometimes they situationships posing as relationships. But yeah, they just fall right there. And when I ask questions like, so why are we dating? So what needs is this fulfilling? How are you growing? How are you developing? How is the attachment that is you and him, how is it fruitful and forward moving? Any, they can't answer any of those questions. They're like, well, I just know I like him. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back to this. We don't enter into relationships. We fall into them. Mm -hmm. Now, I would just like to say, <laughs> I would just like to say, I never learned that I had a choice. Mm. I didn't really grow up understanding that I had a choice. It's like so-and-so likes you, and then you go, eh, could I look at him? Do I like him, too? I mean, he's cool. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, oh, well, I like his personality. Right. He makes me laugh. Right. He's available. He shows attention. And next thing you know, you're you're just in That's it. That's your little boyfriend. That's your little boyfriend. <laughs> and some of them become your little husband, mm -hmm. right? And you, it just continues on. Um how do we enter into a relationship? What's the proper thing to do? Oh, good question. So I think we're used to falling into them. Millennials are new, right? You're a millennial. Mm -hmm. I'm a millennial. And we're just a new breed, especially if you are a black woman. We are the first full generation born post-civil rights. Mm -hmm. We have different freedoms. We have different liberties. We have different perspectives and mindsets on what it means to live, what it means to love, what it means to break generational patterns, as you say, all of that is, let's see, how can I put it? Generationally, as a group, we're like, we want more. Mm -hmm. We want more, right? However, we have kind of kept up with the times when it comes to get in the bag, get in the house, get in the degree, we don't really have too many issues with following our trends and what we need to be doing to have that. It's very millennial to say those things and to accomplish those. However, we're still using the template, the blueprint of our parents and grandparents for relationships. And it doesn't work. Mm. Right? So back in the day, you know, big mama, your aunties, your mama and them, they could really afford to, hey, I'm going to just show up. Church, neighborhood local school and I'll find a guy and that or he'll be okay, find me or he'll find me yeah right? and that'll that'll work we can't do that today where are you going the like the the digital age has revolutionized dating love and how we experience that how we navigate that right so the same way that we look at everything else how do you have your business how did you get your car how did you get your degree that same way, obviously some steps, how you express them would be differently, but that same mindset, right? I know what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I've researched, I've studied, 
I've put together at least a soft plan. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm saying no to, what I'm saying yes to. There are certain procedures, boundaries, standards, proper things in place that will help me move from step to step to step. Same thing we do it in everything else. Yeah. But we just want, you know, I don't know. We want to just fall into love. We want God to just <laughs> meet him at the front door to stork, to throw him through the roof and the <laughs> chimney. Same thing. That having standards and the dating plan, <laughs> um, as I learned going through your course, and, you know, just a, a very, for me, defined blueprint of what my boundaries are and things that are just non-negotiable for me. Also, my awareness of, what I bring to relationship, yes. like being very clear mm -hmm. about that is really the thing that has helped me not become too attached to people who haven't earned that. I may now, mm. I may let it linger a couple months longer than possibly coach <laughs> would, you know, suggest, <laughs> but I'm sooner, quicker, faster exactly with my process because I'm like, I'm not even listening anymore to conversation, but I am in it for the observation. Exactly. I am observing and I'm like, hmm, was this a one-off thing or is this a pattern? Is this something that I would tolerate like, or that I would be comfortable with forever if we were to become exclusive? Or is this something exactly. that is just a deal breaker? Doesn't matter what it sounds like to other people. Doesn't matter what my mama tolerated. Doesn't matter what <laughs> so-and-so thinks. In me being authentic to me, Exactly. And being clear about what I desire, what I need, what I want, that has really helped. And I mean, when I show people my list or like that I have a, a dating plan, list, just like good girlfriend, <laughs> good, good girlfriends, and sometimes my clients. So um, I shared like, you know, some elements of it. They're mm -hmm. like, wow, that's a lot. I'm a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but I deserve a lot. What a <laughs> and that's okay. I'm a lot. People say a lot, like less is better. <laughs> I'm like, what you want it to be? When you go so for all he needs to have is a full a full head of teeth, maybe some hair. He gotta smell good. Like what of course, yeah, I have standards. Yeah. But I should have standards because I hold my health myself to a certain standard. Why would I accept anything less In from a partner? Because exactly. it's a it's a partnership. You're not exactly. doing me no favors. I bring a lot to the table as well. Exactly. And that's one of the lessons that we do in the course, right? Yeah. I really have women. I just got an email like this. She was in a cohort months ago, mm -hmm. Patrice, and she's like, I finally finished my why should he list. <laughs> it does take, it takes time. women time. It right? does. To think about yourself in that way. And I don't say it like prove yourself. Mm -hmm. I have them bring themselves to the work because when you realize how amazing you really are, what someone can actually gain by being in your stead, being in your presence, let alone being in your partnership and your commitment, you don't just take anything. And you realize that attention and availability isn't the flex that we think it is. Obviously, we want a relationship to come with those things, but it can't only be that. And I would even argue it shouldn't lead that way. It shouldn't lead that way. See, we're talking about being over-attached. I'm like, what are you attached to? You don't even know him. What has he done to take all of your eyes off of who you were before he came into your life and throw it all on him? Ooh. Like, how does he have that much power in your life right now? I, I just... <sighs> I know how amazing I am and the things that I do, the impact that I create when I just pick up a pen, mm -hmm. let alone a mic or take a stage or anything else. So how is it that you've been talking to somebody's son for one week <laughs> and he didn't got you off all of those things and you like, oh, but he hasn't called me. <laughs> See, now this is what I'm going to say. I need you to be a lot. I need you to go find some more to do. Yeah. Because clearly you don't have enough to do if you are hung up. A week into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why, um, you know, you and I have talked about this and you know your girl struggles. So when I first <laughs> met Joyce, I said, Joyce, listen, I was married for almost 50 years. I'm not for the streets. <laughs> I keep hearing about this concept of rotational dating or carousel dating or whatever they're calling it now. And this idea of dating multiple people, it, 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 it makes me feel some kind of way. I don't know what to do. Now, 
that I have given, I think, time mm-hmm. to multiple people, but not at the same time. Right. Every time I'm like, I should have kept going on dates. <laughs> I should, I should. I should have kept going on dates. I can't believe I turned down that date for this knucklehead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Listen to your coach. This is why you pay for peace, invest in your coaching. Listen to your coach. I get it more now, but Mm -hmm. I think also for myself, I needed to have that experience because coming out of a long-term relationship, I'm very relationship oriented. Right. So when someone is given time, attention, affection, they showing up, they're driving hours and hours to come see you. They're doing all this stuff. It's like, okay, why would I... Go on a date with this guy. For what? This guy is already. But hindsight, like looking right. back, I'm like, oh. So so explain that idea for, for my sisters out here who are like, oh, I'm just, I, I, I don't, I'm not for the streets. I just can only date one person at a time. Why do we need to have someone earn our exclusivity? Ooh, that's a good way to put it. Okay, well, first of all, you used a whole bunch of hot language. <laughs> We got to clear some stuff up. So dating for the streets is different. Yes. Than dating more than one man at a time or being open to it. So I think you live more in that open space. Dating for the streets is different. I don't do that. So I can't, I can't respond to that at but all. That's, but that's the problem. Right. We, we make those things, at least myself and some of my girlfriends, we had a narrow idea of what that meant. Right. And so since going through your course, it's, it's yeah. opened up for me, but I'm glad we're having this conversation. Go yeah, ahead. so so that's that. We're going to put that over there. I'm not that kind of coach. Okay. Um, so rotational dating, I, I have a slight bone to pick with this term, and okay. only because it makes it seem like, like women are here and they're just going in and out of men, in and out of men. Rotation, right? Yeah. I think maybe, I like, you said carousel, but carousel kind of has that same mm-hmm. idea. I just, multi multi-dating or a team sometimes I say that to women like well where's your team oh. you know and so here's the thing you get your needs met through more than one person right right okay so when you're dating whether you are coming out of a marriage or you're dating for the to get mm-hmm. to a marriage right you're dating to figure out it's a needs assessment what do I need you know your needs mm-hmm. are going to change from time to time but if you are in partnership with someone those are you know, being updated kind of like imperceptibly. They're, they're just keeping up with you real time. But until you get there, right, you need to be very aware of what it is that Patrice needs. And the likelihood that you're going to figure that out on a variety of men is high, mm-hmm. right? Because you get, you have different experiences that you can contrast and compare, though I lean more towards contrasting, especially when you're telling me, I don't know yet, Joyce, which a lot of women do. Have I don't know to a lot of the answer to my questions. Okay, well, let's establish your identity first. You know, I'm all about that. Yes. Identity, femininity, womanhood, your self-love. I'm not going to send you out there into the streets like how y'all say <laughs> um, without that. But once we get there, now it is. It's time to go out there and let's figure out who, who do you attract, mm. right? Who are you interested in that you do attract? What about that do you like? What about that don't you like? Why? All of these helps with our need assessment so I can figure out you know, y'all, y'all hiring me and leaning on me to help y'all navigate this <laughs> process, right? So those are the things that I want to know. But there are things that you have to do so that I can know that, right? So that I'll be able to help you. Multi-dating is amazing. It's not for everybody. So I want to say that. If you're a woman who's like, I just want to date one man at a time, fine. No one's mm-hmm. gonna no one's gonna uh, ring your arm with that. However, you're gonna learn so much more about who you are as a woman and what you need out of a relationship, giving yourself a variety of experiences. And mm-hmm. so, yes, a man can be driving hours and giving you the time and the attention, and we want those things. I'm not saying that, but that alone doesn't mean that you shut off your openness and your availability to other men expressing their interest to court you as well. And you going, okay, well, let me see what you got, mm-hmm. right? Because if you only give yourself that one experience. How do you know what anybody else has to offer? How do you know if is this creme de la creme, mm-hmm. right? Or is this the gutter? You don't know because you don't have any other experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're hiring a coach, I have to assume more or less that all of your dating experiences before me have not gotten you where you want to be. So I, we ain't about to compare it with those. Right. Because that won't what you wanted. We need to compare with this new woman, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've gone through the rebirth experience with you and let this new woman come out. So now what does 
she do. And we did all that work and you just going to give it to one man and we don't even know. We don't even got a good feedback loop. Baby, never again. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even got a good feedback loop with one man, right? Yeah. And you said earned. So earning exclusivity, right, is I know my needs. I know my desires and my wants. I know how I can benefit a relationship. So with that, I know who and what it is that I'm looking for and the timing that I'm also looking for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to position myself to be that woman and attract myself or allow men to attract themselves to me might be a better Mm -hmm. way to say it. And then with that stead, I can choose. Right. Going back to the fact that we don't many of us didn't learn to choose or that we had a choice. We fell in. Yeah. But this is how we do the work. Yeah. And we do everything else like that. I mean, do you just put in, do you just look at one house when you're looking for a house? Mm-mm. You just look for one job? <laughs> because if you did all that work for one job and then you didn't get it, there is that feeling of like, silly me. Right? But if you create opportunity for yourself, I, I use that term a lot. Your job is to create opportunity. The best way you can create opportunity is to give yourself variety. Because just just one is not creating opportunity because the likelihood that one thing or one person, one man can offer you the yes, the way that you want it, when you want it. Those those two are clue. It can't just be a yes. <laughs> the likelihood that one person can do that at one place in time to your satisfaction is low. So what do we do? We create variety, right? I apply for five jobs. I I, I look at a variety of houses. Right. If you're thinking about moving, you make a short list of cities. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not I'm just going to throw it all on this one thing. And if that doesn't work out, whatever, <laughs> you know, I mean, you only do that if you're really interested in taking chances. And, you know, if you're talking about a personal decision in your life, so be it. But your relationship, you can't take chances. Look, 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 look who I'm in front of. <laughs> all the things that you have accomplished, all the things you are, you can't take chances there. It's got to be someone you like, man, they, they've earned this. And I know they've earned it, not just because I have these standards and boundaries, though you do, mm-hmm. but because I have been dating a variety of men, and this man can put these men to bay. Mm-hmm. Right, he continues to stand out among the crowd. Well, honey, if you ain't got no crowd, right, then it's the Say only that. thing that sticks out. So it's the only thing that you end up choosing, and then you throw everything there. Right, you don't diversify. You throw, you dump, mm-hmm. you dump everything there, and then you need it to work out. Now you're praying to God. Oh my God, it has to work out because I've put everything on it. I've already put three years in it. I've already told all these other men no. I've already told my mama he the one. I've, you know, you've put so much in it yeah. that now you start trying to make it be something that it may or may not be just because you were overly attached to it. I just want to protect women from being overattached to ideas, romanticism, or even people if that's not if that's not there. But if a man is not saying, Patrice, I'm trying to make you my girl, what I got to do? I want to be with you. I want it to just be me or you. Why would you prematurely give it all up just to focus on him if he's not offering it? So, Joyce, the thing is, everybody says that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody says that. And then I'm like, okay, well, but are they doing it? Oh, um, half ass, you know? Yeah, and I deserve full. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Now, I know you are loving the Redefining Wealth podcast, but do you know what would take it up a notch? It's if you invested in a copy of my brand new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, How to Stop Chasing Money and Finally Live Your Life's Purpose. Now, on the podcast, you hear me talk about the six pillars of wealth every single week. That's fit, people, space, faith, work, and money. And I want you to incorporate this into your life. But let's be honest, the podcast isn't enough. I poured 114 lessons from my own life, the rituals, the mindsets, the behaviors, the attitudes that I had to shift in order to redefine wealth for myself in each one of these pillars. And now I've made it available to you. So you can make sure to pick up your copy in paperback, hardcover, or even listen on Audible. Whatever you do, make this a part of your library today. Something I learned from you is two things can be true. Someone can provide a good time and still not be worthy of my relationship. Ooh. 
girl, you quoting me good today. Yeah, that's true. We think that just because we like somebody, that means we got to be with that person, and we don't. We date to have good experiences. Mm-hmm. We date to learn more about who we are as women. And I, I know we not may not be ready for this, but we also date to study men. Ooh. Right? Like, you have yes. to know... Again, we do this with anything else. If you were going after that job or that house or that school, you would look up these people. You would know who they are. And you would make sure you apply that knowledge when you are in their space Mm -hmm. so that it gets you closer to what it is that you want. The amount of women who know zilch about a man is alarming to me. I'm like, but you say you want a man. You You ain't studied them. You don't know anything about them. Hardly ever do they really. And I'm not talking about in traditional societal roles. I mean, really, the heartbeat of a man, right? Like, they have no clue. So I'm like, you need to be dating just so you can learn men right now. Okay, well, drop a couple things about (laughs) men that we need to know. Like, just give us a couple. Let me see if I've learned anything. Lord, (laughs) you have learned. Okay, Um, are you supposed to process emotions and speak from a place of power or do you speak with your emotions all raw and unprocessed and just oh, dump it honey, on him? I know to feel and chill. <laughs> feel and chill. Feel and chill. I learned that. <laughs> Look at me. I do know something. Yes. Can you tell us what feel and chill is about? Yeah. So feel and chill, man. You bless my heart saying that. Um, it's it's a twofer. It's a duality like I do in most things that um, I put together. But it's this concept that I've created that first reminds women not to suppress your emotions. We're so used to suppressing and not speaking up, not taking up space, if you will. And then when we do, it comes out as this monster. It's like, who's this crazy person talking Mm -hmm. like this, right? So don't suppress. Feel your feelings. But secondly, it's also to say just because you have feelings doesn't mean you have to act on them, Mm -hmm. right? We can feel our feelings, and we do not have to attach that to our decision-making, Sometimes you you can and maybe you should, but this idea that I'm either emotionally suppressed or I'm emotionally vomiting, mm-hmm. no. You can't have a relationship like that. No, no human being, I mean, I can say no man, but no human being can be in intimacy with you if they can't trust your emotional universe. Mm. And if I am going to lean into men, I don't know a man who, how can I put it? I don't know a man who is actively involved in the emotional intimacy with a woman if she is a suppressor or a vomiter. If Mm -hmm. you want emotional intimacy, emotional equity even, you're going to have to learn how to process your emotions and then communicate it in a way where your partner can hear you. Yeah. And that's a skill. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful for feeling chill. <laughs> feeling chill has definitely prolonged some of my experiences because <laughs> I've definitely felt things and I tend to either write or record voice memos. So I just have yes. to get it out. Yes. So that's how I kind of process what I'm feeling. And I remember one time um, I recorded this voice memo for somebody it was called Where I Am. <laughs> And it, I mean, it was, it was the rawness of what I actually felt in that moment. And I knew the feeling chill. And one time he texted me something. I was like, I ought to just send it. I was like, that's, that's not the wise, that's not the wise thing. Chill, walk away from the phone, live your life. You got tons of things to do, go do other things. So by the time we actually had a conversation, I was able to take out the pertinent parts of what I was feeling and what, um, what that experience, you know, created for me. And so by the time we spoke, I was able to talk much like I'm speaking to you, like, okay. Like a human being? Like a human being. It was wild. (laughs) (laughs) Very much like, so when that happened, here's how I interpreted that. And this is what came up for me. And we had a wonderful dialogue. We lived to see another week. Not many weeks after, but we lived to see another week. But not because you were tanking the relationship with Mm -mm. unprocessed emotion. No. Right. Yeah. So, okay. What's something else we need to know about men? Okay. Let me think. Putting me on the spot here. Um, Men. Oh, here's one. Mm -hmm. Women don't like this because it's about sex, but it is what it is. Uh, Women usually, especially in a relationship, 
usually are desiring to have sex to be filled up, mm. right? Men are having sex to empty. It's not the same, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the same the same pole, if you will, right, being filled and being empty, they live on two ends of the pole, but not the exact same thing. And so sometimes the women are, I feel like, overjudging men in some of what they would request sexually. I'm not talking about crazy stuff. Just okay. being together. I'm like, well, sometimes, well, that makes sense from a person who their unction, that drive to have sex is to release, is mm-hmm. to empty. Right? So that's one. Just different things that it will help to know about men if you're going to engage with them so that you don't think that, oh, my God, something's wrong with them. <laughs> right? Or so that you don't act prematurely yeah. or you don't act ignorantly. Right? You have to understand the way. And if you have, if you have sons or brothers, please observe. <laughs> please observe. Mm. Men are not too different. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and so I will have a client. So I'm like, don't you have brothers? And I will give them assignments. So I'm like, ask your brother this question. And then they come back and go, oh, I got my whole life read. I had no idea that men just, and sometimes it's easier to hear when your brother or sometimes your father are saying things to you, mm-hmm. or it's easier to observe. I'm not saying you're going to have a sex conversation with your son in that way, but it could be easier to observe just the maleness, mm-hmm. you know, looking at your sons and going, you know, they are different. You cannot expect for your male partner to be a man with a vagina. Because <laughs> sometimes women, that's how they are. Like expecting men to show up like, oh, he's going to process like me. He's going to think like me. He's going to communicate like me. No, he is not. Or maybe the flip way to say that is you're expecting a woman with a penis. Yeah. Okay, getting to that. So let's talk about um, femininity and masculinity. So I know this is like such a loaded thing in current times. Like there's all this stuff about... um, Women not operating from their femininity. And I will say when I met you coming into that space. So this is when I actually met you, I was recently separated Mm -hmm. and and like starting my divorce. And so one of the things that I was concerned about was that I wasn't feminine. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm actually feminine because I feel like my success had been weaponized. Mm. So all the things that are required in order to have the level of success I've experienced are considered to be more masculine traits, which in my mind meant that I had negated all femininity, like, because, Oh, I'm focused. I, you know, I'm organized. I could do this. I could do that. Like I have to lead a team, a, you know, international team and I'm doing all these things, but I actually know how to like turn that off. But I thought that I was not turn it off in when it makes sense. Right. But I literally thought that I didn't have it. And I remember saying that to one of my girlfriends and her husband was like, she's one of the most feminine. I know. I'm having the same thought right now. (laughs) She's actually one of the most feminine women out of your friends. I don't know why she would think that. But I didn't know because I heard a lot of, I think, you know, Instagram rhetoric and, you know, these male podcasts that, you know, make a woman who earns over a certain amount or has a certain thing or ha- if you have over a, a degree, then mm-hmm. you're doing too much. I saw so I was like, oh, that's it. I got to learn to be more feminine. It wasn't until I started going through the course and like really going through different pieces of what you taught. I was like, I think I'm already feminine. Girl, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but we... So so what's your take on just femininity and the way it's presented? I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks 
weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new to me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, What I also love is that Armoire is women-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, well, first of all, Instagram rhetoric. I do. I tell my clients be mindful of their consumption in this season. Yeah. You're so vulnerable and open to you're open to a lot of ideas because you don't know what you're doing and you're in a new space. But you're also vulnerable emotionally because you're still trying to process and figure it out. And oftentimes, one of the driving factors is I just want to be loved. Mm-hmm. I just want to be partnered, right? So you you are exposed or raw emotionally too. And so for that reason, I'm like, listen, I'm not saying you can't have your favorites. But you cannot be all up and down Beyonce's internet (laughs) because it's just going to be confusing. Mm -hmm. And you're going to think things about yourself that may or may not even be the case, may not be your reality, may not even pertain to you, like this femininity thing with you, right? Um, I like that you said, I know when, in certain contexts, to turn it on and to turn it off. There is nothing wrong with masculinity or femininity, no matter who it is that wants to express it. There are both energies available for humans. Mm -hmm. So we can do that. Um, There are moments where, depending on what's going on, it makes sense to be a little bit more on the masculine side, to be more driven, more focused, more structured. There are times where, depending on what's going on again, it is to be more intuitive, more creative, more flow, Mm -hmm. right? You have to use your good head, you have to use your discernment and your wisdom to apply which energy should I lean more into for what is currently at hand, Mm -hmm. right? That's my take on it but I don't think that femininity exclusively belongs to one gender or that masculinity exclusively belongs to to men Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to have the wisdom to know this is when it makes sense for me to do this and to do that also if you're thinking about it and in terms of me to a man whoever that man is even if it's multiple men as you're dating (laughs) the team (laughs) yes um You want to be able to have an assessment on that person. When are they feminine? When are they masculine? The whole point of masculinity and femininity is complementation, right? Mm -hmm. And so it has to fit together like a puzzle piece for the most part. So I need to be monitoring, okay, what's going on with you? When are you feminine? When are you masculine? So that I know, okay, this is how I make these adjustments and move here. Every man is not fully masculine in the way that he shows up in his relationship or really anywhere else in his life, right? So it's about you all finding, hey, this is when he goes masculine, this is when he goes feminine, so that I know how to complement that, right? So I'm talking about my own marriage. There are things that I own, right? It's like in this part of our relationship, I take the lead. It's my task. I'm a little bit more masculine in that because mm-hmm. I have to be the leader of that thing. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that my husband does and he fully leads that. I'm a little bit more feminine in that area because he has to take that on. The point is we can't both be masculine. That's yeah. not complementation, right? Masculine and masculine is competition. We can't both be feminine at the same time, right? Feminine and feminine is creativity, 
right? So those are my three C's there. Mm-hmm. You, um, unlocking my core stuff. <laughs> um, so it's like, hey, masculine and feminine so that we can complement Otherwise, we'll be like this if it's too masculine, mm-hmm. right? We can just be playing. Yeah. <laughs> you be playing if y'all both feminines. There's a lot of creativity and play and feminine energy, right? But the point is to be like, hey, masculine, feminine, mm-hmm. right? We're like this. And so not only do you have to have that read for yourself, you have to be able to assess it in a partner so that you know when to be what. Yeah. Well, and that assessment comes with time, though, right? Yes. Because I think one of my struggles is when people enter like a dating relationship and things just build too quickly, there's an assumption about familiarity. Like, well, you should know. No, I've known you for six weeks. I've never even seen this side of you. No, I shouldn't know anything. I'm learning. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, and sometimes that's people not communicating their own needs and their own desires, <laughs> right? They mm-hmm. just, uh, I just expect the person to know, but mm-hmm. you bring up a good point. So I like to say like there's generalities and then there's specifics. Mm-hmm. So if you've been dating for a while or you are of a particular age, you've been in a relationship for some time, there are some generalities you should probably just know mm-hmm. about if you're a man about women, mm-hmm. like you just don't know that women don't like that. Yeah. You don't know that women love that, generally speaking, mm-hmm. and vice versa. But you take that knowledge as a foundation and then you enter a relationship. I would say you can start learning it before you even enter it. But in the context that you just posed inside of a relationship, you now take it as an opportunity to go, OK, my generalities got me here. And now I have to key in on the specifics because, yes, most women most of the time like this or don't like this. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Now I need to understand Patrice's unique expression of this. Mm-hmm. Patrice's unique needs, unique triggers, whatever that can be, so that I can not just understand the paradigm of women, mm-hmm. but I understand the universe of Patrice. How long do you give people to understand the universe? <laughs> well, that's an evolving thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's an evolving thing, but I am looking for signs of it from the point of commitment because that's what you that's the commitment that you are going to be one-to-one to to me so outside of yes you have a life right you have obligations and a job but I expect to understand where I'm at in priority and prioritization is the conversation we have before we go exclusive Mm -hmm. uh am I am I first or is God first and then me is it God and then your child and then me? You don't have, is it God and then your mama and then me or your job and then me? I want to understand what the prioritization looks like for you. Now I got to be comfortable where I land on that list. Mm-hmm. Your girl ain't trying to be five or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, top three, mm-hmm. right? Top three. I understand that. Um, after that, I expect for that priority to funnel to me, mm-hmm. right? Yes, have your job, please. Please have your job. Please have your job. And please do well at it. Right. Pour the time you need in (laughs) to do that. Right? Usually, in my experience with helping women, a man will say um, it's usually spirituality or God and his job. And sometimes the job is right underneath his woman, Mm -hmm. whatever. But usually that's what Mm -hmm. it looks like. Sometimes it could be a child if he already has children. Okay, so outside of those obligations... Me, mm-hmm. right? So I expect from the point of commitment, you've already arranged your life according to that priority because I'm not playing catch up with you in a relationship. When you make the proposal, you should have it ready to go, mm-hmm. right? Don't we do that when you have work? Mm-hmm. You submit a proposal and you're ready to pitch, mm-hmm. right? You don't submit this a proposal and be like, oh, well, when they call me, I'll put it together, <laughs> right? Right. So I expect that to already be there. And the moment that we start committing to each other, I expect for those generalities to start looking like specific points of interest where you learn me. Yes, it might be true that um, on a certain time of the month, most women like ice cream. Mm -hmm. But what kind of ice cream do I like? Mm -hmm. You you should be getting to know that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because just once, once we're in a relationship, just getting ice cream isn't going to be enough. If you bring me back chocolate chip, double dip, and I'm allergic to chocolate, (laughs) but I brought you ice cream. That's not going to be enough after commitment. Now, if I'm just dating you, I can go, 
that was so that sweet. was sweet, yeah. right? Like you you put in effort, you applied what you knew, and I can't expect for you to know that about me this soon into the process. You were trying. Mm-hmm. I can give you that. We in a relationship. And this is why that can't be fudged, though. Why it, why you're not just falling into it. Why you, going back to the beginning of the conversation, you're entering, you're making a conscious choice to enter a relationship because you've had these discussions and you've had this time. Exactly. Um, versus falling in and now we fumbling through all of this stuff and learning new things. I learned from you, too. After we say we're committed, we can't be like learning new information all the time. Yeah, not all the time. Updated. Updating. Right? But it's some stuff about me that's just always been true. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I haven't lived a life beyond the years that I have right now, so I don't know if it'll ever be true, but I think it'll forever be true. Right? So that stuff you should already have, maybe not nailed down, but a really good idea of it. Mm-hmm. And I know I can hear I can hear the women in the back of my head going, that's right, girl. He needs to know. However, I got to put a little burden on y'all part, too. <laughs> you need to be communicating it. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to be sharing. You can't expect for a man to just meet all your needs and you never say anything. Now, yes, can some of his expressions of love be just what he observes and notices? Absolutely. But that can't be the whole bag, sis. Yeah. <laughs> can't yeah. be the whole bag. Yeah, we have to be clear and be honest yes about what we desire what we need what we want as Mm -hmm. well and not all on the first date amen (laughs) (laughs) not all on the first date (laughs) so um can you share about match marry mate um how long the program is who it's for because i'm sure this conversation is going to have a lot of women going like oh my gosh i think i need to do this can you share with them um like the the logistics or the framework, and then I'll share my experience. Okay, sure. So Match Mary May is a nine-week real-time online dating program. I teach the program in two parts. So part one, we focus on who you are as the woman, your identity, your femininity, your womanhood. And then we transition, and I teach you about partner selection and relationship formation. I teach four cohorts a year. Cohort eight just started last night. Shout out to them. So cohorts nine, 10, and 11 will be available later throughout 2023. And if you're interested, matchmarymate.com. Okay. And so I have to say, um, one of my daughter's friend's mom's, is the one who said, do you have Clubhouse? I said, no, I don't. I got on and got off real quick back in the pandemic. It was overwhelming me. They said, you need to get on and just listen to this woman, Joyce. And (laughs) I got on Clubhouse early 2022, which was just a few months after my separation, blown away instantly. First of all, your heart for service and your heart for women and the way that you give just in the Clubhouse room. Oh, my gosh. So if you want to even, this was a taste if you want to just get a, a, a appetizer, um, <laughs> you know, and really get a feel for Joyce, that's why I fell in love. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Um, just learned a lot. And then I was probably one of the first people. I think I was filming. I was filming something when my cohort was um, going to go on sale. And it was like a limited number of yes. seats. And I was emailing like, excuse me. Um, hey, <laughs> do you remember this? I emailed you like, I will be filming on the day that this goes live. Can I pay in advance? I don't want any problems. I don't want to miss my seat. Like, I was so gung-ho. And I was still filming and traveling quite a bit, like, during my cohort. Um, But I have a a journal, like, a whole journal just dedicated to Match Mary May and and to the course. And I still, like, I still need to finish the end. That's why I've been in these knucklehead (laughs) situation shit no I'm kidding um they've both been great actually but you know um they have still, you they attract have. great men I do I really do but um but I'm like learning right exactly. and so I need to finish the last part 
because that partner selection is. <laughs> but you needed to date a little bit. I did. Yes. And I'm glad I'm doing it. Yes. I really am. I mean, I'm enjoying the journey. This mm-hmm. season for me is all about scaling joy. And I'm just glad that I have um, what I learned in the course. And I know I can still do, you know, purchase my one on one sessions with you and access to the clubhouse room. Because all of it is just helping me be more intentional. Exactly. I mean, when I chose a partner at 21, 22 years old, I fell in. There was no intentionality. I don't regret my journey. I had a beautiful marriage for the most part. I learned a lot. I, you know, brought a beautiful child into this world. and She is outstanding. Best thing that could have ever happened to me. I have no regrets, no resentment. But if I could do something better and if I could be more intentional and more thoughtful about the process, I just want to be. Mm-hmm. And Match Mary Mate, that whole identity piece and the self-love piece, uh, you know, I always tell my clients when they come into my courses, I say, do not have a scarcity mindset in here. Mm-hmm. There is a possibility that you're not going to get through everything. But I'm telling you, there's one thing or a few things that will change your life. I have not completed Match Mary Made because I still need to do the last few exercises. However, the last few modules, what I have experienced already, life-changing. Thank you, Patrice. Life-changing, worth that and much more. You know, the coach and me be like, Coach Joyce, now you have to raise these prices. Not for me, but for them. <laughs> it is It is that wonderful because it is not just about loving others. It's about loving yourself first. And I feel that the way that I love myself now, I'm destined to attract an amazing, amazing partner because I'm not going to settle for anything that does not serve me ever again in life. Like I just am too clear, not professionally. So that's, you know, not because, oh, you've done this, you've done this, without all of that, just Patrice. Exactly. Just as a woman. Just as a a friend, like, I'm phenomenal. If I'm in your court, baby, you are winning. If I'm on your team, consider it done. You're winning. Because I'm going to contribute whatever I can to elevate whatever you have going on. That's just who I am. It's naturally in me. If you get here, consider yourself blessed. And therefore, everybody just can't be over here. True. I have to be selective. And you talked about feminine energy. One One of the things that feminine energy is definitely going to do is multiply mm-hmm. right it's going to multiply so I need to understand how we are partnering because whatever you bring over here not only am I holding down what I already have I am going to naturally help you expand and multiply whatever it is that you have mm-hmm. and so that is one of the assessing things that I always give women what what does what is he carrying mm-hmm. what is he producing what's in his circle because you will naturally multiply that, whether it's mess and madness, mm. right? Or management and money. Yes. <laughs> I just like the alliteration. Yeah. No, but you're definitely going to multiply that, right? And so here's the kicker. Patrice in all her glory, not just the things that you have accomplished or gained, but just who you are as the woman before we even add on all of that, right? If you are, I like to use the number 1,000. Mm-hmm. If you're 1,000, and someone is coming in, and it's not that they can be they can be less than that in terms of their material gain, their mm-hmm. self-confidence. But if you are a thousand and they are zero, you know what a thousand times zero is? Zero. It's still zero. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And that's how I want women to look at themselves, right? If I'm this, and I just use that number to make multiplication easy, I'm not saying add a numeric value to yourself, but the idea of... If I get with someone and they don't have nothing, not nothing literally, though that can be included, but nothing to offer you, mm-hmm. it's going to be zero. And you did not do the work that you've done on self, let alone the work that you've done in your career with your friends and mm-hmm. just everything that makes you you to partner with someone and have that be reduced to zero. You just didn't, right? And so there is a self-love journey that has to happen so that I can get you to see that first outside of your job. But, of course, we'll we'll include it because it comes with you. These are benefactors that a person has access to by you saying, yes, I commit to you or you can be in my space. Mm -hmm. So you have to be picky about that. When you think about it that way, it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I got to be picky about who I say can, not even before commitment, just who can have my time, my presence, my access, right? Yeah, What I found is that 
going back to the numeric example, I'm a thousand and you might be 10,000. Honestly, because I have attracted really amazing, successful men. But that attitude is zero. (laughs) But see, you're getting into assessing all the things. You can't just be cute on paper. You got to be cute in partnership. You got to be cute in partnership. Well, let's title it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, that's true. That's true. And that's what I've learned is that it's not about just what's on paper. I'm not attached to what's on paper. Right. I'm not even, I'm not impressed either like not so oppressed that i will become attached just because you have this because you don't need it yeah because i don't need it Mm -hmm. which is the point and needs assessment i'm saying that to you because you were patrice i might not say it like that to another woman because they're Mm -hmm. not patrice right but a woman like you no you don't need that so I, i need that attitude to be right i need that emotional intelligence to be right i need your consistency to be right your needs are so different because of what you've been able to accomplish on your own not that you don't still want to partner with the man in that area but that can't be all that he has exactly yeah, yeah. oh so good okay you know i could talk to you all day <laughs> i'm gonna uh, end this episode by asking you what we call redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions Ooh. so i'm gonna ask you a few questions you just tell us the first thing that comes to mind okay all right how do you define success? Success. Um, something that brings you joy that you're able to sustain. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Peace, joy, abundance. You know this, my coach. Come on, somebody. <laughs> What's one book that has helped you redefine wealth for yourself? Redefine wealth? Mm-hmm. Mm, the book. Yeah. Be so good they can't ignore you. Okay. Why that book? Oh, because it taught me how to level up my game so that I could increase my skills in a way where a person had to go, who's that? Uh And I have experienced the wealth that has manifested in my life from having that type of cadence and carriage. Yes, I love that. Okay, this is the last one. You're going to fill in the blank. My name is, and to me, the truth about wealth is. Ooh, my name is Joyce. And to me, the truth about wealth is legacy. All right, Joyce, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me, Patrice. Oh, my gosh. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Now you don't have to keep DMing me about who my <laughs> coach is. It is out in the open. Listen, if you are, you know, dating for the first time because you're not married yet, you've never been married and you desire to be, or if you're like us, we came out of long-term relationships and we know Um, that we're not bitter or broken at all, that there is still better up ahead. Um, I really want to encourage you to check out Joyce Robinson and Match Mary Made. Check out her clubhouse. We'll include all the links um, in the description and in the show notes. But she's truly been a blessing to me and such a big part of how I've been loving myself more and also preparing to love someone special in the future. So so grateful for you to be here until next time i want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money i'll see you next week talk to you later When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.